Welcome back, people. It is episode 20 of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently May 17th. When you are listening to this, it will be May 18th. We got a big show for you. Some strange and very usual, strange and unusuals. We got some NBA talk in full effect. We got some NFL schedule review time some very new NHL segments, and some review on the MLB. And our newest, most exciting segment, very excited to preach on this one, <laughs> motorsports. Vinny Boy, we are yes. back. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I just spent the last uh, like five minutes, whatever it may be. Uh, you were You were out getting your stuff together to record, and I was in here singing Hank Williams and practicing my yodel. So check out the Spotify in the next couple of weeks, I might be the next country western star in your area. Who knows? I mean, who would have thought that this guy could yodel? Not only yeah. is he a star. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize in advance. Get Mike, we gotta get. I realize that? that you always ask me how I am, and I never <laughs> ask you how you are. How are you? Oh, Mike? this guy, man, Vince. I am a busy, busy boy. Life is moving fast, about to be married, busy with real life stuff, you know, working like a dog. But, you know, this is a great escape, man. So that's why we do it, right? Who sings that song? What? If I could find you now. (laughs) That's Yellow Card. (laughs) Is it Yellow Card? That's Yellow Card. That's Yellow Card. What a song, dude. Fun fact for all the elder millennials out there, that song's about 20 years old now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you didn't feel old, sad. now you do. The song came out about two thousand three. I remember because I was in the sixth. I grade. don't think that was Yellow Card. Yeah, it was. I think it's. I think it's Boys Like Girls. If I could find you now, things would get better. We could leave this town and run. Forever. Oh no, that's Ocean Avenue. I know, some, I know some way somehow we'll be together. Yeah. Let what your rain escape? come down and take me away. Away. Luckily, we're not a music pod. If you're looking for me to have bad music, you should go listen to my other. Yeah, pod. what the fuck? Aren't you a music guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, come on. this is an issue. Yeah, hey, no more about I sports. Mean, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You think you, you know the guy Man. who was in choir his whole life? You think you know a little bit more this about the shit? Embarrassing. Party. What a star. Well, I'm an elder millennial. If there was such a thing, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this. Like these guys can just go fuck themselves. The but, Great yeah, Escape no, by Boys Like Girls is a banger too, though. Well, yo, yeah, then. no, <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody had the goofy hair that was tricolored and oh, wore yeah. like deep V's. Deep oh, yeah. V's. The two thousands was known for deep V's, and then Bangs Hollister everywhere. had no lights on in it. And you'd walk in, and it'd be like a lot of pretty people. It was like mustard was, gas. <laughs> yeah, and, so Vince, <laughs> and Vince and I were too fat to wear that clothing at that time. Oh, dude, you better believe I tried so, squeezing into them. I my oh, my yeah. teacher in high school told me to pull my pants up, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> this is about hey, as high as they go. I can't. I'm sorry. This is as high as they go. I'm sorry. You know what? Boot cut, yeah. man. <laughs> then he was just like, "Get longer shirts." Then I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> so whatever." So, hey, well, you don't. You're not trying to put a flower in this face. Come on. Mm. Yeah, that was prime time for now. that too. I don't know what to tell you. Right? Does everybody remember the time where you you like sit behind your crush and she had the in quote whale tail? Oh man. Oh yeah. That that was those were the times, right? The whale simpler tail, times, huh? Simpler <laughs> times where they pulled out the easel for the projector. Right. Oh, uh, dude, the, the Elmo or whatever. 
Remember those? Yeah, things? it had those like little the little light thing that you could open and close, yeah. and they'd be writing on it. And yeah, no, that's they OG. Kids ourselves. today got those fucking smart boards. Yeah, we brutal didn't have that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh, you couldn't do cool couldn't little like that. You know, freaking finger animals on that thing. I'm sorry, you can't. You weren't fingering animal. I mean, you were. Oh, hey, yo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going? I'm saying finger animals. You make a dog with your fingers. Jesus. Christ! What no, a yeah, start. I mean, it was a, it was a far simpler time, and then there was like the also like the group of kids that wore like fox and rock star everything. Yeah, and you'd wear like hats like super sideways. Just for always no listen to Nickelback. All. Yep, flat brim hair or flat brim hats, and then that was like the straightened hair that comes out the top. It was a whole fucking mess. That what was a time. yeah. That was a time. That was a time. Like, what a, kids today don't have a generation they can really like relate to. That like they don't have their own thing. I feel like I feel they like will. They just copy. You got to remember, we're old men now. Yeah, damn kids. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> all right. Once they once that comes around, we're gonna be. I was gonna say we're gonna have gray hair, but. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'll what? Have, I'll have gray hair. <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> Eat a dick. Anyways, great, buddy. <laughs> thanks, bud. If anybody's ever seen Chicago Mike on the Insta, this hair is pretty gray. Oh, yeah. yeah. So no, at least I got it. Right? True. Right? Distinguished. Distinguished. But, Vince, I mean, you aren't kidding. Those were very strange and, and unusual times. times. <laughs> yes. But we got through them. Now, one person who can't seem to get through his strange and unusual time, which is not really unusual anymore for him. Uh, is John ja Morant. Most yeah. recently, uh, we discussed this topic about John ja Morant trying to be a thug like Clarence in the Eighth Mile. Well, he is that guy now. And uh, yeah, uh, once again, caught on IG Live with his thuggish figures, a.k.a. friends, a.k.a. posse, whatever they call them these days, entourage, waving a weapon. A firearm, to be exact. Brandishing a firearm. Hey, not actually brandishing it. Not actually brandishing it, technically. It was like with his pinker. What is pinker? Jesus. Pointer finger. And he's kind of like swinging it around. I don't think that's technically brandishing, technically. Um, my, I'm not I'm not fighting for the guy right now, let's be honest. My, my thoughts were I saw it and I was like, again? Really? Like, we're going to do again. this again? What, what do you... Jack's Mahomes again. That's... Well, I don't know. I don't know how you draw those parallels, but part of me is just like the first thing I thought was his friend's an asshole because his friend was the one that had the live. I watched it again and I watched it again and I watched it again because we didn't see the gun initially when you and I were talking about it initially. And then I realized that John Morant knew full well the guy was on Instagram live, like full well. He could see the screen of it happening. He pulls it out and like shows it. So. I have a couple questions. One, are his friends clout-chasing assholes that are just using him to to get some clout? And two, what is he trying to do here, knowing that he has an opportunity to get a $200-plus million contract, knowing that this is conduct detrimental to the team, knowing that the NBA is in itself an entity that needs to protect itself far beyond... They're making people public figures, and you need to make sure that you're... You know, following the lines. It's not like he he can't go do anything because of the NBA. Like, he can go rock climbing if he wants. He gets injured, he gets screwed, you know. That kind of deal. Like, you have to understand where you're at in the situation and not do it. So that's kind of where my head's at. Like, 
Why? What? How the fuck did this happen again? It happened again because he's thinking with the wrong head, basically. I guess or his head's up his ass. Yeah. Because I said it before, and I'll say it again. This guy went to a private school. Yeah. Thought he was a thug. He's trying to prove wanted something. Wanted to be maybe. a thug. I don't know if he's trying to prove something, but like he'll throw up like the Crip C. Have you seen that before? Yeah, did you see that guy that was like, if you want to actually see what it's like, come out and, and show it. And he's also like, you can't just throw that sign up without paying for it. So I was like, damn. Well, it's <laughs> true, though. It's true. It's like, what has he done to, to get that? I mean, all things considered, two suburban white guys on a podcast talking about it. Like, obviously, we know fucking nothing about it either. But dude, he went to a private high school. That's what I'm saying. But also, like, like, I don't necessarily know that he does either. That's kind of where my head's at. Well, I'm just saying, like, he comes from a good family. His parents are together. He doesn't come, like, from yeah. the streets. It's not like he's fucking Jimmy Butler, who is couch hopping, living on coaches' couches and Who's not doing couches and shit. stuff. Jimmy's just a consummate gentleman and a professional. I mean, he's, I mean, he's insane This guy's out here. Yeah. I mean, he's insanely good. Yeah, I should have never shit. traded him, but I'll say that till I'm dead. But... Yep. John Morant is just reaching for something that isn't there because he never got the fact that he wasn't a tough guy. Just like stay in your lane, make your money, be happy. You get to do something that like maybe, maybe 5% of the population in the U.S. could say they can do. Just play professional maybe. sports in general. Right. It's got to be even so, less, especially being at the top of your game. Like he's in the top, like point zero zero five percent of people. Well, and he talks like mad shit in interviews too. They're like, you know, if there's any team you want to play in the playoffs, who would that be? Like yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, bro. Well, yeah, Get he's just like, I'm worried about the Celtics, and like, what about the West? Like, got the West taken care of, and like, gets smoked out of it. That's kind of the point where I feel like his friends are assholes, and if they had any semblance of care for him, they would know not to be doing this especially when he's in the situation he is and then also he needs to have some social awareness and i don't think this is like a take i think this is just complete honesty he, if he does things like this that are detrimental to the team he knows that he's going to get signed by somebody else so even if he doesn't go back to memphis someone else is going to sign him to this and that's totally it but his public perception is becoming just completely ruined especially because nobody disliked him like doesn't matter what fan base you are. No one hates the Grizzlies. And everybody's like, John Morant's the man coming from a small school, getting drafted after Zion. And by all measures, he's playing better than him in his in his career. And now well, this shit's happening. Like, and everybody's like, what are you doing? Why are you ruining this? Isn't it crazy to think, though, in that same draft, it was, it was Zion, R.J. Barrett, and John Morant. Yep. And now it's like R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Yeah, so I said John Morant. No, I'm saying like it's RJ, now it's just him. <laughs> like basically, well, I know, you know? But like RJ, like RJ Barrett's like in a class of his own now because he's like the only guy who stays out of trouble, does his thing, plays his game, no big deal, making the playoff <laughs> games, the game. made it farther than Ja, by the way. Yeah, but he's not the leader of that team. He's by no means the the lifeblood. Like Ja's no. definitely the best player out of all of them. I don't, I don't when think you can really argue about that. when he's. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's not like he's unavailable because he's injured. It's because he's unavailable because he keeps pulling a gun out. And also, like, a lot of the reception after the after the strip club situation was kind of positive. You know, like, rappers were, like, about it. And they were like, oh, this is cool. We're going to write songs about this. We're going to remake this photo, whatever it may be. And I don't know if he, he was like, maybe I should do this again kind of deal. But it's just, 
it's just crazy to me knowing that he worked so hard to get to this point and knowing that he's one of the best in the world. And it's just, there's no positive benefit from doing this. What are you going to get from this? That's going to benefit you. I don't know. And he doesn't seem to care. And yeah, what are they going to yeah. do? Send him back to therapy? Like that didn't, that wasn't going to work the first time and it didn't work. How is that going to work the next time? Well, he, like I said, he wants to, play pretend that he's a thug but he's not it's a thug. crazy he went to a private high school what are we doing and even if you are and that's a big thing too is there's guys that were in the nba that are in the nba that came from really sketchy places and none of them Very. are doing that because they're like i well, they actively got out, out of this hood. shit they don't want to go to the hood <laughs> that's what I'm, you know what I'm saying so like it's kind of like almost disrespectful where it's like hey you had this opportunity and you didn't have to fight for it in this nature, like I did. And now it's like becoming a game to him. I don't know. It's, I don't know how this could rub anybody off except, well, that was a bad way to say that, but rub, <laughs> rub people the wrong way. Like everybody's probably like we were rooting for you. And now this is getting fucking ridiculous, especially the Grizzlies. They're like, come on, dude. What if I told you that John Moran's been trying to be a thug since he's been a young man and now he has the funds to do so. And he's I mean, out his childhood dream. I suppose he could have been, thug. but you didn't. No. You don't have to have so funds found, to do so. <laughs> they found his old Instagram from when he was a kid. Okay, and some of these pictures, I highly recommend everybody go. Um, everybody go look this up because he's like twelve years old. And he's like got captions like, "I just want to fuck your best friend for one night only." Dude, like, well, dude, do, you, do you remember what it was like back like back then posting on that shit? Everything was a song lyric. I mean like like he posted like old shit to to your point, I'm on that good cushion alcohol. And he's yeah, like right. eleven years old. He's eleven, it's right. Crazy. I know, dude. I did that shit all the time. I was like, let me quote Jeezy here. I'm like, what am I doing? He's, he's got he's got another one. <laughs> he's got another one caption, I can make cocaine. Um, <laughs> it's not even like a song <laughs> lyric. It's just a statement. <laughs> just, just a statement. Just hey, I guys, can I just want to let you know that I that, can that, if that, I need that. to. <laughs> like, what the he's fuck got like this face. Like this is the funniest shit ever. I highly recommend everybody go look this up because it is priceless. So for the record, like I said, he's been wanting to be this thug slash fake sure. ghetto guy for his. I mean, it's like it's like the. Um, it's like the kid in high school thought like he was tougher than what he was. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's sure. essentially what this is. Now he's got all this money and he's it's, just living in life and God bless it's him. Like it's like that. It's like that. But then also he's a 23 year old father who's the leader of an NBA team. Like I understand that people are like young and stuff too. And they'll make these decisions and all that, but. There are people relying on him. He's going to make that hey. money either way, but you think he should probably take advantage of the opportunity to give it to him. It's all my brain. OJ Simpson, Sam Hurd, right? Well, a lot I'm not going to lump all. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> what? Sam Hurd, OJ Simpson, and John Morant are different situations. You never know. Could be trendy that way. Sam, Sam Hurd, kilos of cocaine. Yes, <laughs> OJ Simpson murdered his, his wife. Allegedly murdered. And John his Morant wife. pulled a gun out on Instagram Live a couple times. If so the all glove doesn't scenarios. fit, you must acquit. I'm just saying well, he's trending towards a very slippery slope, Vince. Yeah, I guess. Very I don't know. Slope. My takeaway from this isn't that he's going to murder his his wife and her friend, but 
What I will say is that it's not doing him any favors, and I part no. of me thinks that he's just he thinks he's a little bit more or over all this stuff. And he if something does well, no, just more like he can do what he wants and not have to worry about it, which part of it is true. I mean, it's been proven that if you're good enough, anybody's going to sign you no matter who you are. I just don't understand why you're ruining your good reputation. There's no positive benefit from it. Either it's, that or you, if you make enough money, you know, the law really doesn't apply to you like half the people on the Epstein fly list, right? Yeah, but are they posting conspiracy podcasts? Are they could be? Are they posting videos of them being like, "Hey, I want an Epstein's island." It's like, can't get me. They're not doing that shit. They're not. There are some very interesting videos though on the internets and the interwebs of okay. celebrities using uh, pedophilia type code words and sentences while they're with each other in groups, and those people were also on the flight list. Just saying. Pay Man, attention, that, people. There was Eyes so, wide shut. That was so broad. <laughs> it's true. Google it. It's not it could, broad. No it, it's very, no, it could be. What you just said was so broad. <laughs> well, there was Vince, a couple people. I don't want to be a on. couple things. <laughs> There's a guy who said a couple of things. I know it was a little obtuse, but you know, you never know who might be listening to this. Hey, you never know who. You're right. You know, I'm just going to say it right here on this podcast. I'm not suicidal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like those senators will yeah. come out and say yeah. that after they say something. Just for the record, I am not suicidal. I just want to let you guys all know that that I'm good. another fun fact. Go look up the Clinton death list. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's Scary. always a fun one to come back to. Conspiracy yeah. podcast. Conspiracy podcast. Yeah. Short break for a conspiracy podcast. Governments might though, be bad, guys. Who knows? <laughs> they're not all good. That's <laughs> for most, sure. I'd say the shooting percentage for that is closer to zero than it is to a hundred. I'll tell you that. Yep, as old Reagan Smash used to say, the words I'm from the government and I'm here to help are two of the most terrifying words you could ever hear. And he was one of the worst offenders of that shit, too. That's so, true. Bada bing. <laughs> another, another president who had some thinking issues anyway. I think they <laughs> anyway. <all> do. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But no, John Morant, bottom line, he wants to be a thug real, real bad. Cut it out. The funds to do so. so He's not going to hear off. this. Cut it out, dude. You have a child. You never know. Cut he it can out. hear this. He can You're hear it. You're a dad. There's a chance. It's true. You never know, Vinny. Don't We're rooting for you, Ja. Stop, dude. We're Stop it. for you, Ja. Just quit Kinda it, like dude. Kind of like Ja Rule after 9-11. 9-11. What about Firefest? No, MTV, MTV News is like, well, we got Ja Rule on the phone. <laughs> we got Ja's take on 9-11. Actually, I didn't even see that. Oh, it's a video. It exists. It exists. I'd rather hear Jada kiss, honestly. Oh, yeah. Jada kiss gets on the line. Yeah. He's just like, I think this was bad. Like, yeah, no shit. No, dog. I think it was real, real bad. Yeah. Oh, this is what a start. That is a real video. You can look that shit up. That's like 9 11 happens. They're like, where's Ja Rule? Yeah, someone tell me what Ja Rule's thinking right now. What's Ja Rule making this? Yeah. Is he going to come help? What is he going to do? Wrap away the demon? He's going to wrap away the rubble. Fuck, that's horrible. Yeah. Murder. Bad timing, Ja. Bad timing. Yeah. Maybe Uh, next time, buddy. Fun fact do you think Ja Morant listens to Ja Rule while he's 
brandishing his weapon? No, he actually listens to NBA Youngboy, which was playing oh, when he was. What doing is the that. hype with this guy? By NBA Youngboy is very popular. His last album was acclaimed by many. I didn't. It's not really my type of jazz, if you will. Um, Got you. It's not my favorite rap in the world, but it is being respected by a lot of people. He's an Atlantic Records guy, too. So, like, obviously he has a lot of fans, but I don't know. It might be one of those situations where it's just like maybe we're not part of the zeitgeist for that particular music type. Not our necessarily taste Pacific music. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, fair. All right. Like what you like, though. Just stop. Put the gun away, dude. Own the gun. gun Keep the gun. I'm not shoot saying get basketball. rid of the gun. I'm just saying don't hey, shoot the gun, Josh. Shoot the basketball. Or go really or well. go to the range and shoot the gun. All of this is fine. Just leave it off of social media for the love of God. Please. Okay. Here's a fun one. Okay. What if like he was taking videos of himself like shooting at the range fine. and like practicing my target practice? Oh, I do heard the NBA. Do you think the NBA would be like, mm, suspended? I heard this argument the other day too, because it's just like all of that would be fine. If he if he went out duck hunting and had a picture of himself holding a gun going duck hunting, fine. Totally fine. I think the biggest thing with that is, one, preconceived notions, because stuff like this has happened before, and two, is, is bias, too, where he's just like, you're in a car with your friends, like, fucking doing some trap shit, and that's going to make people react differently than if you're, you know, at the gun range just shooting targets. No one's going to give a shit if you're doing that. I think the biggest thing is just walking around with having a gun, just knowing that it's available. Like, remember when he fought that guy? We talked about it on here. He fought that 17-year-old, went inside, grabbed his gun, like went went outside, and he's like, yeah, fuck with me now, whatever. That causes the issue because then it puts a perceived notion on, on him to other people, which I think is the bigger issue. Where, like, if he were to go, you know to a shooting range or if he were to go hunting or whatever and he posts a picture with like a rifle that he's going hunting with, no one's going to have a problem with that. Carson Wentz did that shit. Well, Carson Wentz is a country boy. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like if he were to go yeah, out hunting, it's fine. It's just it's not it's a bad way to show it. When and you're it's a college graduate, you come from an affluent family, you went to a private high school. Chances are you don't know many thugs. So chances are he's and if reaching. You do, he went back to the friend group. You know what I'm saying? And if you do and they're still doing it, and you're with them, maybe you should chill because you have a child, and you're really good at basketball, and just don't fumble the bat. That's all I care about. I like him a lot. I just want him to not. He's probably going to fumble events. Chances are. No. Someone's going to pay him. That's how it always yeah. goes. Antonio well, Brown got brought back. Let's be honest. That's true. Oh, fun fact about Antonio Brown, since we're on Strange and the Usual, bought his own uh, Arena League football team. Yes. Didn't pay any of the players or coaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's he purchased it. He's like, business is booming. He's like, oh, I got to pay people now. <laughs> and then didn't pay anybody. So it's like, there's another one. Like, at least the Antonio Brown scenario, why he's doing so many stupid things and showing the Willie on TV. Yeah, and like doing all that good stuff. I mean, because he he took that hit from Vantaze Burfset. And after that, he just was. He's like Vantaze Burfset? Yeah, that's his name. I thought it was Vent- Vantaze Burfect. Potato, potato. Anyways, Vince, <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is after that hit, there's a legitimate excuse that that man went fucking sure. batshit crazy. Yeah. Something got knocked loose in his head, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, John Morant, yeah. there isn't any of that. You know, he doesn't flop like LeBron flops 
where Dude, you know he he's falls so on the fucking ground. Cool. He's the anti-modern NBA. He drives the lane. He's so fun to watch. That's kind right. of he's give he's so without him it's not vintage as fun. D Rose dude he's vintage D no, Rose in a nutshell nobody's vintage D Rose I don't know nobody's he's the closest thing we've D had Rose. and speaking of another guy that came from you know fucked up circumstances and made the most out of it that's another situation where you're like hey maybe you should follow his lead on this I don't know I almost don't even want to harp on it anymore but it's just like please for the love of God like do yourself a favor let's talk about some NASCAR shall we how about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they raced Darlington over the weekend. It's a high line track, a.k.a. where you run the Isn't high line. Isn't that a football reporter for ESPN? No. Jeff Darlington? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, th- <laughs> this track's been around a whole lot longer than that fucking okay. guy. Anyways, cool, cool, cool. but they raced Darlington, and it was a very good race. I, w- I actually watched the, the last heat, as they would say, or stage of the race. Okay. It was good. William Byron took home yep. the trophy at the Goodyear 400. And like most races in NASCAR, it always ends in a uh, white uh, or a green-white checker. And if anybody listening to it's this podcast doesn't... No. If anybody doesn't oh. know what a green-white checker is, nope. that means the race will not end under caution, but you go green flag, white flag, indicating last lap, and then checkered flag, indicating who wins the race. After that finish line, after that 400 miles is complete. So most races in NASCAR come down to that just due to the fact that the final five laps or 10 laps, usually people get very aggressive. And one person who was in the news a lot lately (laughs) for being way too aggressive, almost (laughs) dumb aggressive, is a gentleman by the name of Ross Chastain. He is in the news. What is Ross Chastain doing today? Well, he's pissing people off again. I'm a big so fan. last week uh, we talked about him and Noah Gragson uh, getting in a full blown fucking fist fight, buddy. After he got put into the wall, yeah. Then his boys and pulled Ross him off. Chastain, brutal, right? Well, um, he's grabbing headlines basically again, not for good stuff. Uh, got involved in another crash on Sunday and took out half. <laughs> Of the top 10. What a boss. And, oh, no, not good. Not good. Because it was oh. a fucking hack move. Like, you heard numerous guys get on the, get on the horn, and we're, and we're like, this guy's a fucking hack. Get him off the track. They were yeah. done. I like the embrace chaos approach. I know it's probably not good for the sanctity of the sport, but I like this guy a lot. I think it's fun. But I also don't watch a lot of NASCAR. You know way more about it than I do. But, like, him riding the wall, him punching that guy, him causing this issue, kind of fun, man. And and the biggest thing with it, and the NASCAR probably likes it, is that it gets people to talk about it. Because I don't know about you, but I don't hear a lot about NASCAR until some shit like this happens. It's true. It's true. I I will say, hey, once again. It's dangerous, too. I'll take that. I get it. I mean, anymore, the cars are so safe. It's it's not like, you know, when yeah. Dale Earnhardt, God rest his soul, God rest needed a driver. God needed Dale. a driver. Died on that very sad day 22 <laughs> years ago at Daytona 500. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, it's a real thing. I mean, the, the cars are so safe today. Hans devices, all this great stuff. But yeah. now he has gotten the ear 
of one team owner uh, known very well in the racing world, in particular NASCAR world, and has owned a race team for 20-plus years. A gentleman by the name of Rick Hendrick mm. uh, came out and basically said, knock that shit off. Drove a great race, but he fails to make good decisions. And in the second and third stages, guys are going hard, but it's a give and a take. And a lot of it for him falls apart, and he takes people out. So that man's a race legend, and he's bitching about it now to <laughs> Ross Chastain's ownership group. Guys are fighting him. Guys are calling him hacks. It's a grand old time. Hey, now, maybe this is new NASCAR. Maybe pull over Mr. Heinrich or Henrik or whatever his name is. Hendrick, pull over Hendrick. Henrik. It's new NASCAR, baby. It's time for something new. This is what we're getting, and I like it. I say hey. more, more collisions, more drama. Bring it in there because he, similar he, to how think about how live has worked with golf and I'm not trying to change the subject here, but live in golf, like live has made the PGA more popular. True. I think that's easy to say. Cause it's like now there's a distinct difference and, and you're either rooting for the bad guy or the good guy in this situation. It's like NASCAR is not normal NASCAR because you got this one guy coming in and fucking everything up. I think that might be a positive. I think all press is good press, especially for a sport that many people thought were dying. Besides I mean, holding a it. gun in your Instagram live, it's not good press. Correct. Yes, Maybe. I mean, no, but the NBA is a global sport. NASCAR yeah. is not a global sport. Uh, it's it, yeehaw it, it as is, fuck. <laughs> it is yeehaw as fuck. It, it origins in Daytona, Florida. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. And I think every time we talk about motorsports, I should bring a fun fact. Are you about to bring the moonshine thing into play? No, no, no. Okay. I already discussed the moonshine thing. We did that. Yeah, I already did that. We're going to discuss the origins of Wedge. Wedge. If anybody knows what the origins of Wedge is, and if you ever heard the term, oh, he needed to add a little Wedge in that pit stop. Adding Wedge comes from a term where they would literally add a wedge of wood to the springs of the race cars back in the good old days in order to make the car handle in a more stable way. Oh. Now they just turn a, a little key shoe. on the cards. No, no, no. That could be a woman's shoe, but in racing, buddy, got it. there is such a thing called wedge, and that stiffens your suspension and help you turn left faster. Yeah, I don't think they're hitting any potholes, so I think the suspension's no, a little less paid, important. Buddy. <laughs> those tracks pay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no That's all doubt. I'm saying. But that, our friends, is the origins of wedge, and this week in motorsport talk. Not a, right? So I got uh I, I don't have a ton on Formula U this week. It wasn't in. as a global of a race. No. Um, you know, uh Lewis Hamilton now states that he's open to going to NASCAR. Uh, but he knocks the that's Florida's don't say game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's what happens when you suck in Formula One. You go to NASCAR. See, and doesn't that Ser- make NASCAR feel bad? Isn't that bad for NASCAR as a whole? Where it's like, oh, I lost that I lost at something that I mean, I mean you can't it's not even like arguable anymore. It's harder to be an F one driver. There's no doubt about it. Like that's, hey, that's cream of the crop. In NASCAR now. Kimmy Wright yeah, was it, arguably one of the best. Drivers in F1 history for a long time drove for Ferrari, 
one of the better drivers in F1 history was Kimi Raikkonen, and he's running in NASCAR, buddy. Not well. well that's kind of what I'm running. saying. It's like it, it's a retirement plan for some of these guys. It feels like. Yeah, for sure. If you can make money and turn left, it makes it a lot easier. But they're not as good yeah. as these good old boys doing it their whole lives. Maybe. Right. Who knows? No, they're not. Hasn't happened. Put Danica in there a was Formula One. Juan, see what happens. Juan Pablo Montoya was yep. the closest ever, and he was pretty good. It wasn't very good. And he he drove Indy cars. He wasn't even an F1 guy. Yeah. So that's the the biggest thing uh when you are aging out of F1, because that is a thing, because it is truly a young man sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, really you, you go to NASCAR active. or you Indy. gotta be really on it. <laughs> you gotta be really good too. Yeah. It's creme de la creme. I mean, those cars hey, it's, are it's indie weekend, isn't it? It is indie weekend. You got any cool facts for Indy? Because I don't, besides being cool. I actually do, buddy. Uh, So Kiss the Bricks, Indy 500, one of the longest standing American staples in motorsports. Yeehaw. Don't know a ton about IndyCar racing, but I do know some owners. Fun facts. Um, Penske is a big part of it. Uh, David Letterman actually owns a race team, has for a while. Yep. Uh, And then not only that, but... Um, as far as open wheel racing goes in that time, I did have a fun fact about this. Oh, Tony Stewart, ah, God rest home Depot, Tony man. Stewart, one of the, one of the best. Yep. Used to drive the home Depot car for NASCAR for many, many moons. Yep. Uh, arguably known as one of the better drivers of his generation. Uh, and one could argue that he may be Italian, uh, because he, he had so a crew, ch- he had a crew chief by the name of, uh, Greg Zipadelli. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Right? Nice to see ya. But they looked exactly alike. So it's like, ah, uh, they're fucking related, right? Yeah, I mean, many, they, they how had many to be. Italians it, are you getting? I'm in telling you, India, I'm Indiana. fucking telling you, his name's Tony Zip, and uh, he's out here driving, you know, the Home Depot car. Um, I would just say that it's one of these scenarios where. Tony loved racing so much and he loved the Indy 500 um, so very much that he would actually run both races that mm-hmm. weekend. So he would do the NASCAR race and the Indy race. So yeah. he started the Indy race and then he would helicopter himself to wherever the NASCAR race was. And he'd do both races in one day. It's pretty cool. Right? So there is a fun fact about a very specific driver that used to really love racing. And also talk about another guy that a lot of people didn't like that ended up bringing more schmutz to the actual sport in the first place, too. Because he was one of those hot temper, get mad at everybody, yell at the media type of guys. Yeah, no. And he killed a guy. Damn, did he? (laughs) Well, in a dirt race, some guy got out of his car, and Tony claimed he did not see him. And that young man lost his life that day Jesus because Christ. he got wrapped. Yeah, no, holy fuck. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, got wrapped up in the back suspension and broke his neck. Like you saw him lying there, lifeless on the dirt track. You say but, claim didn't see him. I don't think he was trying to kill a guy. So I would say no. I don't think so. Either. See him. I mean, he was he was totally <laughs> yeah. distraught, uh, and he was actually in, away from him. Uh, but after it all happened, he kind of got in his way, and uh, yeah, the video is actually. Hmm, a little graphic. Yeah, don't but, look at uh, it. Let's just, rule number yeah. one, don't <laughs> get out of the race car on the track. Not a good idea. There's a lot of fast vehicles going in a circle. Remember how fast you were going? Other guys are still going that fast. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, no matter the caution, stay the fuck in the car unless it's yeah. on fire, that is. Um, but, yeah, no. So, fun fact. 
Fun, Fun. fact. That is the motorsport yeah. news, everybody. Well, couple takeaways. Don't kill a guy. Ross Chastain rocks if you like chaos, and Indy is this weekend. Cool. And, and fun fact, Ross Chastain's actually leading the points chase right now in NASCAR. Hey-o. Everybody Hi-o. hates you when you you're doing? on top, brother. That's what I say. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Vince. Yeah. All this race talk got me thinking. Mm-hmm. I got to shave. Yeah, you think beards are good for aerodynamics? Not necessarily. And if you're trying to be more aerodynamic out yeah. there in the world, cutting through wind, not breaking it, by the way, that'd be bad. Mm-mm. But you should know that you should shave from our very close friends at Henson Shaving. No doubt. So why don't we just uh, pop on over and get a quick word from our friends at Henson Shaving. The Henson Razor puts the end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. Uh, The razor is made from CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to be very tight tolerances with a combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed, delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. And Mike, one of the best things about it, 100% plastic-free. Packaging plastic-free. Razor's plastic-free. You get one razor, nice little heft to it. It's got a little bit of a little bit of weight to it, which is it's nice. And like, I've, I've been weight. using it now. So they've been with us for a couple months now and I've been using it to, to line my beard up. And then using it on my whole face was a breeze. I got I'm not going to lie. Those, um, and changing up the razor too. It's a lot easier than just popping off the whole head. No plastic. It's great. Um, another piece of it that I like a lot, especially after doing this. So the head design has these little exit channels on it. You'll see like lines under the razor, um, it's designed to expel the hair out and the shaving cream and everything. And I don't know about you, but for years using razors, I'm like trying to get all the hair out. I got a little bit coarser hair and it's, it's hell every time I need to do it. So I've really never had a razor truly, honestly, never had a razor that this was, it was this easy to clean. So absolutely. For that. I mean, it's designed so it doesn't get clogged up. So while you're shaving your face, we've all had it where it gets a little clogged up. It's not as getting as close of a shave as you'd like, so you got to rinse that thing off 37 times. Not here. It's once, and you're back to it. Boom. And super Just easy to clean at the end. You're, they're sharp. Sharp, is. man. Um, and then the last point that we want to make here, cost of ownership averages to 88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor, which is crazy. And you'll see, so you order the razor, right? They give you a pack of blades. It's better for the environment. Stop using all the plastic razors. Use the metal instead. So use the promo code the Taxi Squad, T-H-E-T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D at checkout. You put a razor in there. You put a 100 pack of blades, and you'll get those blades free while using our promo code. So for most users, this is going to amount to at least two to five years of shaving, depending on how often you shave. So again, that promo code is the Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. The NBA. A lot of things are happening in the NBA. Uh, Shave with Henson Shaving. I had to shave my beard because the Bulls didn't make the playoffs. I know. It (laughs) sucked. Um, And speaking of the Bulls and the NBA, the draft lottery was this week, Mike. It was, Vince. The big boy, Victor Wembenyama. Some people think he's 7'5". He's taking the Kevin Durant uh, approach and saying he's a little bit shorter. I don't think he is. He's a young man. He is probably going to get a little bit taller, which is crazy. But he is the consensus number one 
Whoever got the number one pick is going to get Wembenyama, and that goes exactly. to San Antonio. It's like the equivalent, like, no matter what, this year in hockey, you were taking Bedard. Yep. Chicago got the luck of the draw on that one. We got fucked over here. Not this time. Hey, I'll take two out of three first overalls, though. I'm okay with that. Um, I think the Spurs are a perfect place for them. I know a lot of Pistons fans are like, hey, what the fuck? We were horrible. They fuck up every pick they've ever had anyways. And the thing, yeah, Darko. Darko. Darko Darko, is a Darko time for them. Yeah. Come on. Um, But even so, the Pistons end up moving down to five, which is rough. But, I mean, they got Cade. They didn't do anything to improve at all. The Spurs move up to number one. They get Wembenyama, the guy who coaches there. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Greg Popovich. Uh, he's He's coming down to the end of his career. He's obviously coached Hall of Famers like Tim Duncan, like Mr. David Robinson down low, and Wembenyama is looking to be the next guy, let alone he's a Frenchman. He had Ginobili. Uh-huh. He had Tony Parker. He had guys that were – foreign coming into the league, getting drafted by him and getting their most potential out of it. I think this might be the best possible fit for Wyman Yama. Coming in, smoking a cigarette. Give me a basketball. I'll shoot it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All he's got to do is hold it at his chest and no one can reach it. So he's all Give right. me a basketball. I shoot it. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I mean, this guy's insane. Um, If you're a sports fan, you've seen a lot of stuff on him because it's just been around and you can see a lot of video. But the biggest thing with him is he's a... Tall, skinny guy, a la Porzingis, with very athletic, with what four inches, three inches on him, and probably a better shooter. Super athletic, a lot better shooter. He's and a lot better defender, a lot better defender as well. Concern is obviously going to be size. He's going to have to get bigger. Um, His at least. comp, I would say, he moves very similarly to like Jason Tatum. He does, but he's he, he he moves similar to like a Tatum. He's he like nine little, inches taller than him. Which is I crazy. know he needs he needs some more size. Don't get me wrong; he'll yeah. put on size as he gets in the league. He's got to pull a Giannis and just trainers. really yeah. thicken up. Yeah, yeah. You put some weight on. You get some muscle mass going. You get on the right diet. You get that. You you'll be a okay, right? Mm-hmm. So I I think for the Spurs, he couldn't be going to a better spot. Yeah, Pop gets a new life basically. And Pop in a way. will probably retire in like two years, one or two years. So he's just going to start him off on the right move. I think this is good for Pop too, as far as his legacy is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, this is probably the team that I would prefer him to go to the most if he's not a bull. Like the Spurs, he's not going to bother us being on San Antonio. He's going to be in the West for most of the time. If he's really good, I can kind of still cheer for him. That kind of deal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like him. Part of me is like when the Bulls didn't end up getting him, I'm like, oh, well, he might suck. Who knows? I don't think that's actually going to happen. But there's pieces of him where I'm like, yeah, he's a stud in Europe. It worked really well for Luka. Um, Jokic was obviously a late pick, and he ended up working out well as well. It's just that frame scares me a lot from a stability and injury risk standpoint. Well, it's to your point, it's got to be very similar to Giannis. His first couple of years in the league, he's smaller guy, needed to put on some size, needed to get in the gym. That takes a little bit of time. I don't think it's a Giannis was a six where, plus inches, though. Where? No, Giannis six inches taller. Where? I mean, down low. <laughs> Giannis with a 12 incher. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> 
The pleats in the pants. Yeah. The pleats in the pants. He's, he needs to wear compressions just to watch out for other yeah, guys. Yeah, sure. This you got to watch out for that thing. Anyways, <laughs> what I would say is that I, I think that the taller, uh, he doesn't move like that, though. He's not awkward, he's big man. He's, he's athletic, so big smooth. man. He's smooth with yeah. it. He's athletic. Like I said, he moves like a Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He's a physical freak. I think over time, he's going to be a trendsetter here. Because he can shoot, he can dunk, he can post up, he can drive. I mean, he is a truly athletically gifted young man. He's not a one-trick pony like most big men. So I think that Pop's going to get the most out of him, and I think in years to come he's going to make a lot of noise. But it's not always a given, right? It's never a given. It's never a given. So, I mean, everybody thought that, you know, uh, Anthony Bennett, Right. Yeah, I mean there was that a was lot crazy big when it happened too, though. Anthony Bennett. Everybody was like Anthony Bennett. To see, to me, like the NBA draft is such like a. There isn't like there hasn't been like a guy since Webb and Yana that's come out and has been like that's the guy. And this Everybody, is the this is the thing. Sorry, go ahead if you want. No, no, no. That, this that, is, that's really all I got. This is the thing that I was kind of thinking about too. So Adrian Wojnarowski, everybody knows him. Shout out Woj. Woj. Um, he was on ESPN and he said that this is the most highly anticipated prospect of all time. I, I don't know about that's, that. That's wrong. I think that's, that's very stretch. wrong because that's a stretch. LeBron James coming into the league, and for as was much it? as we talk shit about him, and as much as I'm going to talk shit about him, and made him. 10 to 15 minutes here no um, hate him don't hate anybody yeah Not i don't fair. hate him but he annoys the piss out of me is kind of where i'm at um lebron james coming into the league he was the boy wonder he was the next messiah and the only way that he could have worked out like well if he would have not been a bus is if he was an all-time great essentially when he came in everybody remembers it hell i was seven when he got seven eight maybe when he got drafted and that was clear as day this guy's going to be the best thing ever. It's similar to that. LeBron James was a lot more highly touted. Like he was, he was literally boy wonder. So I wouldn't say that this is the same. What I will say is that his size and his touch and his ability is something that we haven't seen in a long time. And it's not like Zion where he's explosive and strong. It's how can he be that big, be that easy around the three point line and also have the ability to, you know, pass to other guys, get down there and get the rebound and also control the paint the way that he does. It is something that we haven't seen in a long time. It's it's I don't think that he's being as highly touted as LeBron, mostly because social media and all the stuff around right now is there's so much news that LeBron James was the focus for so long. Weminiana can't hold that focus because there's other things going on. I don't think I agree with Woj on that, but I do think think that this is he's the best guy since sliced bread. This is the biggest biggest prospect since LeBron James, not more than LeBron James, including Zion, for what it's worth. Yeah, Zion to me was way overhyped. I always thought that I mean he was undersized for a big man, athletically gifted. It was because he's so fast freak. for the size that he was in. Yeah, well he's fast, he's athletic, he can jump out the gym, but he really can't, can't shoot. shoot he's proven in the hell. NBA, he can't yep. stay healthy, he gets fat a lot, you know. So uh, he's not really a guy. I mean the Pelicans much didn't do much. I am shout really out to being not fat, available. Dude. Yeah, I mean he's a big cat. I mean, but when no, you pay yeah. millions of dollars, I understand you're a big boy, but dude, you got to be like. Yeah, he pulled a Harden without having the resume. (laughs) Right. But Harden, I think that was all fabricated, to be honest. 
because he's like he got out. to the nets. So he got to the so nets. I was like, oh my god, he's skinny. How in the fuck? Oh, did out that of that happen? Happen? <laughs> he wearing a, yeah. he wearing a fat suit. Like what the take fuck? it from me, it does not happen that quickly unless you no, do some aggressive. Take shit. it from me also. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Certain days you stare at the scale and you're like, move. How? Yeah, go down. Go down, buddy. (laughs) Swear to God, I'm not on a Cabo goal. Anyway, (laughs) but for real, though, for real, though, I I don't know if the hype is real yet. A lot of these guys come from across the pond and they're not everything that they're cracked up to be. To the point, there really hasn't been like an it prospect since like a LeBron almost in the league. That's like, this is the next thing. Well, even we'll like see. Luca coming in, Luca was th- drafted third. Yeah, traded, but drafted third uh, or second, I guess, and traded to third. Like it's this is a prospect where it's like this is something we haven't seen before, which LeBron was too. And we haven't seen that besides that. Really? It was like, who's going to go one? Like Scoot Henderson, who's consensus second or third pick, very talented, playing in the G League right now. He said, I can see myself going one. What else are you going to say at that point? It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, literally anybody. Well, he's not going. So who got the who got the top three picks? The current top three. Let me let me pull it up so I don't get it incorrect because I think I know, but let me pull it up. So give me one moment, please. Boom 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 boom. San Antonio one. Number yeah. two is Charlotte. Number three is Portland. So Scoot Henderson's going to Charlotte yeah. or Portland for sure. Charlotte could have really used a Weminyana, no doubt. Dame Lillard probably also would have also appreciated a Weminyana. There's a lot of talent in question. this draft. Does, does Dame ever get like, you know, like his time in the sun? Like, does Dame ever make another playoff? Does Dame ever go to a, you know, uh, 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 just straight up finals? I don't think he ever reps the West in a finals. Otherwise, he needs he to leave, so although close. he's always stated. He got so close that one year when he was in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I don't know if he does, especially if he's going to stick to the I'm staying with this team, which for what it's worth, I very much appreciate in a league that everybody moves so much. He wants to make Portland work. It seems like the last two years he's like, why am I here? Which is right. He's an asset to that team that isn't really building the way that he wants it to be, and he's getting in not in the twilight of his career, but he's approaching it quickly. He needs to go to another team so he gets that opportunity. And also people, I think, kind of undermine his actual ability because Dame Lillard's that fucking good, for sure. He's, in reality, the original John Morant, where he's coming from that small team, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, I think Portland should definitely get rid of him. I, I, I think that he would you- like it, and they would too. But I don't think he's going to force the trade. They have to make the move there. He doesn't want to make it seem like he's trying to force himself out of Portland. There's a lot of great players in the NBA, though, that have never touched a final. Chris Paul, Dame. Yeah. Well, they've though, been, it, like, Chris Paul's been to a final, at least. What I love about the NBA right now is that it's not just an assemblance of superstars going to the finals every year. Like yeah, we're LeBron, back to normalcy. Right, right. There's some sort of normalcy. Like, right now, the Nuggets, in my opinion, are the favorite. To take Jokic it all. is a fucking superstar, though. Superstar. He's an absolute superstar playing around a bunch of role players, and they just figured out the way. They play great yeah. defense. Like, the Suns, that final game against the Nuggets looked like they were just completely taken out of the game yeah. and could give a shit about playing defense, could give a shit. Like, 
by the time the first half was up, it was like 79 to 50. Yeah, the Nuggets are like, this is ours. You can't do what you want to us. We're going to do what we want to you. Yeah, it was a joke. Because anymore, like, there is a level of defense that needs to be played. And they don't call basically everything anymore, which I like to see. We're coming around to it again. We're in the playoffs. They're letting the boys play, which is good. Um, And I think that team basketball is helping out a lot more. And not to bury the lead, but we will be talking about that in a second as well when we get to the recap here. Um, What I do want to ask you. So the Bulls were in the lottery this year. They had a protected pick that they traded to the Magic during the Vooch trade. The Bulls mm-hmm. essentially lose their pick at 11 because they were they were put down at 11. Um, we don't have any first-round picks this year. So yeah. we're running it back with hey, what we Vooch got. Vooch was worth it, man. I tell you what, he was worth it, it because we're going to have to blow it up again. Yeah, and we've had this conversation ad nauseum at this point. It's like the fucking Bulls are just ruined. Like, I don't know what to do. We're kind of screwed. Orlando gets kinda. the benefit from the sixth overall and the 11th overall. Where where does that kind of put us now? Because that's what do you do? Yeah, I know you want to blow it up and trade everybody. Like, what do you do? Do you go and try to trade these guys for good draft picks? Do you go and try to pick up some young guys that maybe haven't reached their potential? So maybe they can in Chicago. Like, how do you go about it? Do you re-sign Patrick Beverly who seemed to be a positive influence on the team? Okay. If anybody's watched the finals right now, you will know how far away the bulls are from even sniffing this yeah. amount of success. So fine. Yeah. If you're going to build it around it. Pat Bev, build it around Pat Bev, even though he's not going to be around for a long time and he just wants to stay home. So give him a team friendly contract and let's see. Right. So he could kind of be the glue guy when you're bringing these young guys in and show them the way. And then maybe in three years you're competing for something and he phases off in the distance. And then uh, who's the other young kid that that w- could be a piece? The Claw, it, he... Pat Williams. Right. So maybe you hold on to Pat Williams, too, and then I think the rest of everybody is just expendable. Just get rid of him. Just be done. Get rid of Vooch. Get rid of – get get. just be done. Yeah. And, Let's yeah, the anticipation is that trade that we made with Orlando, that was going to be a mid to late 20s pick instead of an 11th yeah, overall right. in the lottery, which – Again, and I think we said this last year and a couple times this year, is those top 11, top 10 picks in the NBA is a lot different than the NFL. Like, you need one guy that can do some shit in the NBA, and it's going to make a world of difference for your team. So the 11th overall might not be as valuable as the 11th overall in the NBA or in the NFL, but when you're in a situation well, the NFL, like there's seven rounds in the NBA. It's like there's two rounds yeah. and, and there's 22 starters and there's a lot of guys moving in and out when you have five starters in the NBA. So it's, it's different overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you kind of get screwed on that too. When you trade for a guy like that and your depth isn't honestly, their depth might be the only thing that is working. It's like kind of working because Kobe played pretty well this year. Um, so, yeah, yeah. you just end up getting screwed at the end. Kobe you know? White might be a play, too. I mean, because he's never done anything bad. I mean, he's a solid piece. If but you're like, going to trade somebody, youngest? I think you trade him because he's looking high on that. On that, I can get better scale. You know? Whatever you can get for somebody right now. That's how I look at it. Like, the what frustrates me, it's the most bullshit ever. It's like Lori marketing yeah. supposed to be like the guy does dick gets to Utah and is like, 
the fuck did he convert oh to Mormon? God, he's no. good now. Yeah. Like what? Like huh? No, the thing in the NBA too is him. it's egotistical for sure. There's no doubt about that. The NBA too, it has like if a guy goes to a shitty team and gets his shots up, he's gonna make them. Some of it you want to actually see how he plays on a team with other guys where he can coexist instead of being that main guy. Because obviously Laurie like took over this year, but he was also on a jazz team that wasn't much for shit, especially when Donovan Mitchell gets traded out. Well, Danny Ainge's there. He's going to rebuild it in his vision. Good you know, that's out. what the Bulls, if they were smart, they would have been like, Danny, we need you. Get out over here. You've done it before. Maybe AK can do something. I don't know. No. Um, no. I have one last no. question about the draft, and then I do I do want to talk about the actual games going on because that is the best part about this right now. But no shit. The yeah, thank you. The draft lottery, like I said, puts Detroit at five. San Antonio gets the one. I saw some stuff on Twitter that's like this is why the NFL draft is better. You put the worst team at the top. How do you feel about the draft lottery? Especially how it works now where there's basically a tied chance for one, two, or three to get the one overall pick. I think the lottery aspect adds some parity. It's fun. Um, you know, I feel like in the NBA, it's so much easier to tank yeah. than most of any other league. Like football, like in order to tank, like you got to really be bad. Yeah. After drafting like the cream of the crop every year. You got to be the Bears, buddy. <laughs> well, literally. No, they like tank. The they tank the, the perfection, Bears, though. They tank the perfection. But they didn't seem like they were tanking exactly. last year, though. You, you just knew they sucked because exactly. they didn't have the horses. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In the NBA, it's like you got to have a team and flunkies to lose that amount of games. Right. So it, it's it's different in the NBA. It's different in the NHL. I think it's, it's a different. good thing. I will say I, I think, think it's a good thing. It wouldn't fit in the NFL. It wouldn't fit in baseball. No. Too many guys make a difference. And that's kind of where I'm at, too, where the NHL is similar to you get a really good guy and that really turns everything around. So if you're just going to sit here like the Pistons, who have had the overall first overall pick when they picked up Cade Cunningham and they a don't bunch. get it this year and everybody's like, hey, what the fuck? It's like, well. Maybe your number one overall pick should make a difference. And maybe you should be adjusting your roster to actually try to try to compete without just immediately going to the draft, which is why I like to see a team like San Antonio go here that were really good for a long time, had a down year this year, got rid of DeJounte Murray, obviously decided to go in a different direction, and they end up with this number one overall pick where Weminyana has a chance. Well, the structure for Weminyana right now is just insane. Like, he's going to be just fine. Yep. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be A-OK. He is in a place where he can grow. He doesn't have to worry about what path and what trajectory he's going to be on. It's just going to just be business. He's not on usual. a team that hasn't won in 30 years. Because <laughs> that's also exactly. a thing, too. Teams are clamoring for a win. Well, that's very true, man. They won in the say... last 15. Right. I mean, they were the cream of the crop in the early 2000s. We won a whole Tim Duncan love rant last They beat week. the big three. Right? Don't forget so, it. Goes to show you, my guy, that one guy can truly change a face of a franchise, and the Bulls haven't had that guy. And the last time they had that guy, his name was Derek Rose. And, yeah, we all know how that ended. His knees gave up. <laughs> his one knee gave up, and then the other one gave up, and then it was one thing after another. And then what is it with Chicago Bulls point guards and knees that just don't work? Well, Jay Williams' issue was the motorcycle. 
once again, legs and point guards. <laughs> like for like for the record, if I'm the Bulls in the future and you draft a point guard with your first pick, the rules are no driving motorcycles. Your knees are getting checked weekly. Knee braces. And then outside of that, just just don't fuck it up. Because we'll fuck it up, right? Yep. Because that's what the Bulls do. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no. Can we go Recap. on to the NBA playoffs now? The actual game's I've happening. Ready. I've been ready. The Celtics beat the 76ers in game seven. It was a comeback of epic proportions in that series for the Licks. I said, never count them out. And the 76ers, man, they couldn't even put up 100 points. They pulled the most 76ers shit I've seen. It's the same every time. Doc Rivers gets canned. We'll get into that in a moment. Jason Tatum, absolute heater the entire time. It's like the first quarter. He was like, okay, he's going to get to it eventually. He drops 51 in this game. The Celtics end up beating them by, I don't even know by how much, honestly, by a lot. Like, at the end of it, too, I was watching with my brother, and we were just like, Jesus Christ. 112 to 88. Yeah, that's what, yeah, it was like, like they were tied at the half to give everybody some, like, understanding of what that was. Yep, and one of my bigger takeaways, and this happens, this happened in Houston. This happened in Brooklyn. James Harden gets progressively worse throughout series. When he gets to the eighth game, he's nothing. James Harden dropped nine points in this final game, and he turned the ball over five times. His his stat line was nine, six, and seven with five turnovers. That's not well, winning Harden basketball. In these big games, and he's already declined his option with the team. He's gone. Which Doc is crazy. Who's going to sign him to that much money? Do you know Doc? has been to like five conference finals games, like five conference final series and lost every single one of them. He's lost. He hasn't lost all of them because he went to the the championship and won. Well, I know, but like he's lost every he's lost every single game seven. He's been in right. He's got the record for most losses in game seven of all time. Like, if the Bulls were wise, go get this guy, and at least he'll get you to the playoffs. Go get Doc Rivers, and you'll lose in the second or third round. It's fine. I'll take I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take making the playoffs and not making the play in. Yeah. Uh, DePaul legend Paul Reed, absolute showing this entire playoffs. So, shout out to him. He's the only one with the positive plus minus that played more than two, three minutes, which is good. Uh, but besides that, Embiid said, hey, James and I aren't the only ones that have to do stuff here. We're going to actually succeed. He's right. Probably not the greatest way to say it. And I know the actual quote was picked apart to hell. Um, But I think we can officially say that the process might not work. Yeah, they're not trusting the process very well over there. Now, imagine if they would have kept Jimmy G. Imagine if they picked Tatum instead of Markel Fultz. Oh, man. Yeah. Because they could have. They picked Markel Fultz one, and then he forgot how to shoot. Jason Tatum no. was on the board at three. I thought Markel Fultz went to Orlando, or is he that did. his second stop? He went, to, he went to Orlando, but that was after he got the yips and couldn't didn't know how to shoot the ball. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They could have taken Tatum, and then he was a part of that. Yeah, I remember that. So if Ben Simmons stayed what Ben Simmons could have been, which is you know a facilitator, rebounder, big guy, not a shooter, have Tatum, who can obviously carry the load, and Embiid, who won the MVP this year. That's a lot better situation now than James Harden, who can't close out in the seventh. But revisionist history, hindsight's always twenty twenty. 
the sell the 76ers might have to look at themselves in the mirror and Daryl Morey might have to make some real judgment calls. He already did. He got rid of Doc Rivers. He said we're done with that. I don't necessarily know that Doc Rivers was a Daryl Morey move in the first place. So I'm sure he wasn't, you know, losing sleep over that. But if you're a Sixers fan, this has to hurt, especially after losing the Super Bowl and the World Series. I was hoping they were making it to the finals just so they could have done it three in a row. Yeah, they could have done the three-peat in the opposite way yeah. of doing it three-peat. Three losing, losing in all. <laughs> championships. That would have been horrific. Horrible. Looking at that, that would have been absolutely terrible. Yeah. In my eyes, it's like, right now, though, Philly, I, I mean, I, if you want to put it on Doc, I don't know who you're going to bring in now. You can't. They'll probably bring it wasn't in a just fire. him. It no. was not just him. You got to Doc. So, so Harden's going to go, and he'll get paid and do what he always does. And then from there, you know, I mean, don't be surprised if Harden tries to get teamed up with uh, KD and Book out in the West. I don't know if KD loves Harden anymore. Not gonna lie. No, I think I think that that love is lost after Brooke, and it's just like this is not the same with you. We're done here. Yep. All right, but coaches get fired. Celtics, Celtics Heat series starting tonight. Fun, love it. Fun. Very excited about that. I picked the Celtics to win the championship at the beginning of this playoffs, at the beginning of the year, basically, and I was getting a little worried because the Sixers are a good team overall. The issue is closing it out. So the fact that the Celtics came in game seven and defeated them in embarrassing fashion for all that it's worth. I think that the Celtics are still my my pick to win the win the championship here. Well, fun fact, Vince, we got some nice parody going on here. I actually last night feeling pretty good about it after the Nuggets took it to the Lakers in pretty convincing fashion. Sprinkle a little action on the Nuggets Ooh, to win the championship. Got a little, got a little interesting at the end there, but I, it did. I it did. But I knew at. it was over. I knew it was over. I was like, oh, I, I, I think the Nuggets got what it takes. To be honest, I can't I say really I completely disagree with you. I, I think they got the juice right now. They got the big man playing his heart out. I mean, I'm thinking right now, it, the, just their concept of how they play the game will alone take them very, very far. I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, I think there's a good chance. I What I do want to talk about really quick before that, um, in the last couple of days, 2019 NBA champion Nick Nurse fired. 2021 champion Mike Budenholzer fired. 2021 Western Conference Championship and 2022 Coach of the Year Monty Williams fired. Doc Rivers... 2008 champion, obviously, Sixers head coach, fired as well. Shit canned. Everybody's getting fired. Everybody in the NBA has three years. You make it or you don't. Coaches unless, might not make that big of a difference. Bulls. Unless you coach for the Bulls. It's that or if you're Eric Spolstra, which, mind you, Eric Spolstra hasn't won. He's won NBA titles, obviously. But he hasn't won, like, the coach of the years and the – you know, is like he's not considered to be amazing. When he's in reality, the Pat Riley, like baby boy, though, yeah. like they're attached at the coattail. Uh, it's working, whatever it may for be, for sure. But it's so. I feel like more coach firings are coming, knowing that these guys are on the market. Because if you have a guy that's won a championship, how many of those guys are out there? Very few. I was very surprised to see Monty Williams get booted. Yeah. Uh, after he's a young coach with a young team, you'd think they keep they him around. Like they but they were them. just like, 
Yeah, I don't get it. I didn't get a lot of it. It was a little confusing, if I'm being honest. I think Bud was too. I mean, they won two years ago. What are we doing? Yeah, they lose one series, and they're like, all right, you're axed. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, they lost early this year. It didn't go the way they wanted it to, but I don't know if the right, like, who are they going to get now? Who's a better opportunity? Like, is Calipari coming up? Because his team suck. Like, Shusevsky's not going to coach in the NBA. So, are they going to pull, like, the, I mean, also, for what it's worth, last year's Boston Celtics coach also fired for different reasons, but he was fired as well. So, like, you can't go and get him because he's with the Hawks now. Which it, it, is <laughs> wise for him. Yeah. And Ime Adoki is out there with the plays, play in Atlanta. In Atlanta. You know, yeah. hanging yeah. out, hanging out at a local strip club all swagged out. Right? Yeah. Come but it, if you think about teams that, like, that won last year, Steve Kerr becoming the Golden State coach in 2014, he's going to stay with the team. Spoltra took over for the Heat in 2008, and Mike Malone, who's the coach of the Denver Nuggets, 2015 he was hired they haven't won anything they've gotten close ish this year they're closer than they've ever been is there too much stock being put into coaches saying hey if we get rid of this guy don't change our roster and bring in another guy it's going to work out i think that might be the case I've i've never been a fan of the thought process of getting rid of a guy that's taking you to numerous conference championships and taking you deep into the playoffs chances are what he's doing is working it's just getting the right group together that buy into the system yeah so for example monty williams getting shit canned after maybe three or four years taking a team like that far at the time not having all the horses. DeAndre Ayton and a lot of the times. I, I just don't understand how DeAndre Ayton He's doesn't confusing. get to the fucking foul line. He's confusing. Like, it, it's confusing to me that like maybe in a game he gets to the foul line twice. If I if I'm anybody coaching DeAndre Ayton, no I'm aggression. Like the like, rather it's he'd soft. rather fade away than go up with the guy. Right. And I mean in his rookie season, though, his rookie in second, third years, he was legit a dog. Yeah. And he would do those moves. I feel like this year he didn't get the money he wanted and he was on a contract year. And yeah, he like, was. Yeah, I'm just going to wait. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not going to give 100%. I'm not going to injure myself for next season, get paid a bag, go somewhere, play his game. And maybe that'll make a difference. Watch the Bulls will go sign DeAndre Ayton because that's what the Bulls do. He mm, got paid. He got paid. He got paid. They paid him. They need him in order to go, but they need him to be him. I agree. They need him to be OG DeAndre Ayton. If there's only one ball, the next step. There's only one ball. I get it. I understand that. But if you can learn to pivot during certain series and run the game through different people, well, then in my eyes, that's where they win. That's where they make the next step. Also, playing defense is kind of a thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. You got to play defense down low, especially because. The Lakers aren't huge. The Lakers did play big against the Warriors, and it did work to their advantage. And the Nuggets are huge, especially like as as far as Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's not 6'11", 7 foot, but Aaron Gordon's a big dude, and he requires some look when he's out there doing what he's doing. And you even saw it last night, and we can we can pivot into this now too. Last night, Aaron Gordon, when Aaron Gordon was going made a huge difference against the team because he brought physicality to him. That's true. I mean, Aaron Gordon's always been a physical guy, always yeah. been an athletic freak. So that definitely does help that element. Like if you're going to play a physical game that really does get to softer teams, <clears throat> the Lakers. Um, and so the to Suns. me, and the Suns. 
Well, right. To the point. So I like the physical brand of basketball the Nuggets bring to the table. I feel like in the West, it's refreshing because forever it's always just been the catch-shoot motto yeah. or game of finesse, and like the Nuggets are kind of ruling with an iron fist right now. Yeah, fast-paced offense, this, up and down. Right. Yeah. Great defense. They're very well conditioned. They play the game well. I do if believe that. If you score that, more, you win. It's kind of the, the idea Yeah, there. right. Yeah. And, and it's death by a thousand cuts with them. They're not huge at shooting a three ball. They're they're going to play the game the way they play. They not play their brand night. of basketball. Ugh. Well, right. They were, they were lighting it up last night. Yeah. But to your point, though, I do believe that the, the, the guards changing in the NBA. And it's nice to see. Now, is it? Too much value baked into coaching. I think so. Yeah, I don't think sure. though. I think a good team is a good team, and the the role players around it maybe need a different voice. And I think that's why you see guys get shit canned so yeah. quickly, more so than I was going to say. I think it's it's always looked at like as a culture thing, where it's it's hey maybe this is growing a little dry in everybody. Everybody hears this from him all the time. Does he actually mean it? I don't know. I think that's really what it's coming from. But also, I don't think they're bringing in the idea that maybe if you bring a guy in that isn't like him, it could possibly get worse. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody thinks about that. It could get worse. Very true. Very true. It's it's definitely interesting to think about, you know, the Phil Jacksons of the world as far as coaching goes really don't really don't exist anymore. But I mean, look at the Celtics. They lost the their head coach. Now anyway. Yeah. They lost their head coach and they're right back in it. Yeah. I mean, they have that being said, Mike Missoula has made some questionable coaching decisions too. Cause a big thing with coaching too, is making adjustments at half. And that's something that I'd pride the Lakers on doing, especially last night, especially last night. Cause yeah, it was bad for the first half and the Lakers, Damn, almost won that game. <laughs> they really almost they won. They really, that game. they didn't almost win. Yes, the game. they I did. Mean, it LeBron was like two points. The, I mean, Vince, they they lost one thirty two to one twenty six. Okay, so the last two minutes of the game, it got close, but then you know, Joker did his thing. Let's hop into this. Nikola Jokic had a triple double in the first half of the game yesterday. They were up 20 at one point. They were up 54 to 72 at half. Um, they ended up winning, obviously. There was a spot in there in the second half that was very concerning. And I was texting my brother the whole way through it, and he was like, shit, they're going to blow it. And then in my head, I was like, this might be the worst thing possible if they were to blow that. And I think the biggest thing there is the adjustments they made at halftime. So Nikola Jokic was getting what he needed, obviously. When he's running that team, that team goes as far as he takes them. No doubt about it. When they take him out, who takes over is the idea. And that's, you know, Jamal Murray's obviously at the top. Jamal Murray looking absolutely gassed at the end of the game yesterday. MPJ, if he's making shots, it's going to work out. KCP, same idea. They were taking a lot of three-point chances. They got very cold in the second half. Both quarters, they were outscored by the Lakers. Lakers obviously didn't end up winning. And Anthony Davis with a quiet 40 as well. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is like is Aaron Gordon because the Lakers ended up switching defense and moving Rui Hachimura over, which gave Anthony Davis a little bit more, you know, more looks at the basket where it's not going to be as laborious. And that ended up being almost the, the killer for the Nuggets. 
Well, almost counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's true. Uh, they yeah, won the game. AD, no doubt. AD will have a game like this where he drops 40. That's when the Lakers need to win. <laughs> What's that? He's going to drop five next game because that's right. How it goes. Exactly. So, like, AD needs to be consistent if the Lakers are going to win this series. That's all I'm going to say. I think it'll go six max, but I, I definitely think the Nuggets win this series in six at the very most. Uh, That's the longest it goes. I don't know because that LeBron takeover, that ended up starting to happen too. I want the Nuggets too as well. I think some of the adjustments that the Lakers made in the second half are very telling on how they're going to play the next game. I 100%. really think that Denver needs to win this next game. So when they go into LA, they have a 2-0 lead. I'm not entirely sure that's going to happen. And I'm not. And again, I don't want the Lakers to win. I really don't. I would love it to be a Nuggets Celtics series. I would really love it to not be a Lakers Celtics series again for the millionth time. Um, But, you know, Jamal Murray goes in, puts down 31. Jokic puts down 34. They end up winning by six. But in reality, that was off of free throws. They really ended up winning by a couple points because it was back and forth the whole time. By the way, don't count on my Jimmy be led heat okay because spolstra yeah. very well no, coached right. team it's not you a know? Given. i mean don't count him out it's not a given celtics might take him a little lightly you never know could get away from him <laughs> i i just i really like the celtics team especially how they're playing obviously tatum was on fire the entire game um but if you know if marcus smart comes in and starts playing good defense like he he's been known to do and he doesn't take dumb shots thinking that he's the offensive guy that he's that he is you got guys on that team that are more of an offensive guy than he is um i think they got too much firepower for the heat to move on but DePaul legend max Struess, i would love to see them move on as well absolutely it but, would be great to see and, yeah. and that would show you that the bulls you know aren't as bad as we truly think they are because they got beat by the team that ultimately went to the finals yeah right? the bulls had max Struess too don't forget that so by the time you're listening to this, this game will be decided. Yeah. Now, it starts in two so minutes, technically. It literally starts in two minutes time. So what's your prediction for tonight's game? Vince? let's see how terrible we're going to get this. Celtics at home. <clears throat> I think they take it pretty handedly, especially after that last game. They're like, all right, we got to go out there with some firepower. Okay. I think the Heat probably take game two, but I'm going to take Celtics game one. I think we have a big Jalen Brown game coming in because Tatum went off last game. I think Spolster's got a plan together here. I think it's going to be a really close game, okay. but I think the Heat take game one. Ooh, game in Jimmy Boston G. at the Garden? I think they take one. And I think if they're going to take one, they're going to set the tone here, take the one at the Garden. Let's go. Okay. That's that's me. And then we got the follow-up of game two of the Western Conference Finals coming up tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. That should be a very exciting game. Playoff basketball fucking rocks. It's it is really so good because fun, they actually dude. play defense and it's fun to watch. It's so fun. I'm just dude. tired though of LeBron claiming he's not a total fucking flop artist. Steve Crook called him out on his bullshit. Oh my god. And I know. to be honest, him coming out saying I've never played for never a team, been that on flops. A team that's Bro, fuck off. You sure about that? Hey, who I had the most you, who had the most fouls called for them this year? LeBron. Los Angeles Lakers as a team. No shit. By, Absolutely. By like a 20% margin. They had it more than anybody considerably. So oh, him shit. making that argument is so empty. Like, go back to reading The Godfather. Find a quote. That's all I want. Just one quote, because you obviously didn't read it. Stop lying all the time and just take it for what it is, LeBron. You're very good at basketball, though. 
He's very good at basketball. I'm not going to lie. That giant fucking drama queen yeah. acts like he got hit in the head by a fucking shovel every time he drives right. in the lane gets put on his ass. You know what the piss out of me, though? <laughs> For real. Oh, God. <laughs> he, him squalling on the ground, then he gets up like nothing happened. Just like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the NBA for you, though. But there's also another playoff going on right now that we should touch on. The NHL in full swing. Weirdest collection of teams yeah. of any NHL playoff I've yeah. ever seen. It has literally come down to the Dallas Stars and Vegas Knights. It's four teams under the, the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Florida Panthers. <laughs> what are we looking at? And Carolina Hurricanes. Ugh. And I believe this is one of the first times I've ever seen a full-blown expansion team playoff. Yeah, it, this looks like the SEC championship. <laughs> what are we this doing? is like the first time I haven't seen an original six involved in the final four. Yeah. Going into any NHL. It, it, it's any NHL finals. It is and granted, really kind of a that's on Boston and Toronto and the range. It's on all of them for not winning their matchups. The Florida it's Panthers true. look really good. My biggest thing is who gives a shit if Dallas, Carolina or Florida win the NHL? I think it's going to be the least watch NHL finals of all time. And I don't want uh, that because I enjoy hockey and we've said it. I enjoy that hockey. We said I mean, it a lot a like we're pod. not a hockey pod. Yeah, we're not like we're not watching hockey all the time, but playoff hockey is Stanley Cup outside of outside of, of football most electric television ever. Yeah, outside I of football, really it's, the crack it's my favorite playoff. It yeah, me it, too. It, it's it, it's truly great. Um, it's very exciting, fast paced. These guys are tough too. There is no flopping in hockey. One of the yeah, very nice things. If about you this do, sport. then you're fucked. <laughs> right. Um, now what I would say is this, I, I do really like the Vegas Knights chances. I think that they, they're going to win. It's this one. If they're going to win, it's they need, they need to win this one. So to your point, um, rooting for the Vegas Knights. And I think the hurricanes would be cool just because the jerseys are dope. But Florida is so fun. Yeah. Wild card team. I'm going with jerseys. I'm going with jerseys right now. Yeah. Way cool. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about these teams, so let's go jerseys. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's just just thought we'd bring it up that it, it's like one of the first times I've seen a finals without yeah. an original six. And also, hey, make this round a little more fun, please, for the love of God. Make it fun because then it's going to make me want to go more. And I know they're not just selling to me, but I would love it to be a little bit more fun than two four ones and one four two the dallas and the kraken series was good but that was so it was boring. great it was so boring yeah i like, know the, the last game was boring it was yeah. like really this is all we're getting out of this right oh it's over okay it's over this is and how we're doing this. seattle's jerseys better than all of these combined so like fuck that too bad true and that walkout is so sick but oh yeah we got time i think for one more here people nfl one more time Schedule reaction yeah. in full effect. Vince, what are some of your favorite matchups that you're looking at right now that you're like, I want to see this game? Are there certain games that are sticking out to you that, you know, you can actually watch because the NFL recently came out and said a wild card game will be aired on Peacock Dude. Plus, which I think is like the biggest right. load of bullshit ever. Let's talk about that first because streaming games. My biggest gripe about it is streaming obviously requires buffer time, depending on where you are. Some shit's going to happen. I'm going to be watching it, and I'm going to go on Twitter, and I'm going to see it before it happens. And I fucking hate that. That is one of my 
biggest pet peeves watching sports and knowing what happens before it happens. Like, oh, what a pass. And then you see it and you're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Really drives me nuts. I understand this is how the world's moving forward, but I really need it to just be simple enough where everybody gets it at the same exact time. I'd agree with that. I can't disagree with that. I think, I mean, even watching, like, for example, even watching it on YouTube TV, which I rep pretty heavily because oh, yeah. it's just nice and you could take it wherever you That's are. That's live time, though, usually. But you're right. It is usually live time, but there's sometimes, to your point, it's not necessarily on target. I really disliked having to rip aka try and figure out a different way to watch the games last I'm so year good at that but i really Amazon. don't want to do that yeah i'm so yeah i don't that. want to do that just play it on a nationally televised right. network yeah we the don't pay need to the pay to play game. thing is so fucking annoying the nfl in my opinion is becoming incredibly fucking greedy and not only oh that, it's becoming did you hear, <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> i was like it is greedy dude it's been it, it's greedy. greedy as fuck yeah and then not only that so basically NBC came in, paid $110 million yep. for that wild card game and said, we're going to stream it exclusively on Peacock. And you have to have the in quote paid version of Peacock in order to even yeah. watch the fucking game. If you, have M- if you have a cable package with NBC, you don't get the game. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's bullshit. It's crazy. So there's that. Then on top of that, the, the, the NFL network then or NBC fired, like laid off like a hundred people right. in the same division. Yeah. Which is nonsense. So a lot of the lives are getting affected by this, and the NFL is just like, hmm, fuck them. They don't give a fuck, and they never have. NFL is just firing people here, and it's just like, yeah, well. Well, let's be honest. If they cared about people, they would give players lifetime insurance. So Yeah, they don't do that. Oh, yeah, you're out of the league? You're totally destroyed physically yeah. and mentally. Wasn't mm-hmm. us. Wasn't should you shouldn't have hit me. your head on the on the cupboard when you were thirty eight instead of when yeah. you were playing. Okay. You shouldn't uh you know, you shouldn't have gotten that many aggressive tackles. Don't know what to tell you. Have a good one though. Even hey, though we care about you. But for we what a, for all it's worth, this podcast is grounded in football <laughs> no I mean, we love it. some football not gonna lie about it we do love us some nfl football people i mean we live and breathe for this shit no doubt and you asked me a question of what game i'm looking forward to yeah like if they, like let's just look at week one right? i was gonna week one's... even through the whole season the one game i'm looking forward to and i know this is a homer pick but there's other reasons with it as well at soldier field 325 Packers visit the Bears. New Let's Vamp go. Bears. Couple new guys. New defense. See how Edmonds does. See how Foreman does. See how Fields comes with a couple new guys. DJ Moore, welcome to the team. And Rodgers list Packers. How is Jay Love going to do taking that spot, going through all of training camp? I think this is going to be very pivotal on how this rivalry is going to work out in the future. Are we looking at another Hall of Fame career from a Packers quarterback? Are we looking at maybe the new one-two seed in the in the North, given how you know the Lions are moving up? Maybe the Vikings. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. To your point, I think it should be a great matchup, great way to start the year. Incredibly excited for it. Also, I'm really banking on this year and right now the bears are in a position where we are eliminating as many excuses as possible as a franchise yeah so we are basically saying all right justin we got your protection we got your weapons we're revamping a defense actively now 
let's go play some football. And we but don't need like a Super Bowl, but we can't we can't win we three games this year. We, <laughs> we can't compete. do that again. Yeah. We need to compete, and this is where it starts. Jordan Love, not sure what we're going to see from this guy. He does get a full offseason with that team. Young wide receiving core, impressive. Yeah. Aaron Jones is the thing. A lot of people are saying they're going to be a running team this year. We'll see how that works. Well, if you can't have a guy that can't pass, then you got to run. Not saying that the guy can't pass, but it's not necessarily his forte from. They're going to and I'm he's going to go to the Hall of Fame in him. twenty years. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> yeah, he actually yeah. played a pretty good half against the Eagles, yeah. and he helped them get basically close. Hey, Rex Grossman so, brought us to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Rex Grossman didn't do shit. Rex Grossman <laughs> rode the wings of an amazing defense. Oh, you're a hater. Not a hater. He's the it's man. the truth. They ran the ball and played defense. It was like football from Devin Hester scored more than him. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, and Devin Hester, people are like, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he, he should be in the Fuck Hall of off. Fame. Yeah. He's a better returner than Deion Sanders. Piss Large off. argument. <sighs> Debatable. Anyways. You wanna know who day. got screwed? Who's that? The Detroit Lions. Why did the Detroit Absolutely Lions get screwed? screwed? The Lions shouldn't be playing the Super Bowl champs week one. Well, fuck them. That's it. I'm kind of on the same train. But what a bad way to start the year when there's there's some optimism. Start the season out with a bang, man. I guess they don't have to worry about going undefeated because they're probably going to lose week one right now. But just the Chiefs versus the Lions is such a funny way to start the season. It's true. I mean, I think the, the Lions have really come out and solidified themselves as a team that can compete in the North this year. A brutal lot of people draft. Have, have them. Not necessarily a brutal I didn't like draft. draft. Didn't like it at all. They may have reached on some people, yeah. right? They I just don't reached they, on some yeah. people. They didn't fill their roster the way that I would have preferred it, but also I'm not a Lions fan, so it is what it is. <laughs> well, it's true. I, I do believe, though, that, I mean, they have positioned themselves to now be that team. Now, what's interesting right now, and this could play into our years, so right now there are about four teams being considered for hard knocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. If anybody pays attention to Hard Knocks, great television program. Been on for many, many years. The one with the Cowboys left me very, very flat. Uh, but last year. The flattest. The Lions like, saved Last them. year. Lions was great last year. MCDC, big personality. Gotta love it. Now, this year, it's the Jets, the Bears, the Saints, or the Commanders. They have yet to announce it. It's not going to So, be with Jets. all that being said, if you had to pick one, who would you want it to be? I don't think it's going to be the Jets because I think they have to ask Rodgers, given that given his level. And Rodgers isn't going to want any distractions, so I don't think it's going to be. Well, that he's one. a drama queen. He's full of distractions. If anybody, if anything, I know, he might but I don't think it. he's going to want to have a camera crew in the locker room. Is kind of where he's at. I True. really don't want it to be the Bears. I really, yeah. Don't. I just feel like that's something same we don't need reason. right now. That's bad we news. Don't need that right now, ride the good vibes. Be underdogs. Do that, I. But it helped the Lions a little bit, maybe. So who knows? I think the Commanders are good because they're such a, a like shitty organization. Whatever team. Also, like, they're oh, getting yeah. they're getting sold, so that could be a really fun storyline. They don't have a quarterback, so you're going to see the whole quarterback battle situation. I think that's better to put them in their court than to put it in the Bears that have a lot of uncertainty. 
And I don't really want that to be a distraction for a lot of young guys. That's the thing, too, is they're going to love the cameras. And I don't want that to be a yeah, distraction. Yeah, it's a Gen Z on. millennial thing. Yeah, well, yeah, cameras around. Let's go do some stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm in my mid-20s still for another three weeks. So for now, I can say that I'm part of that crew. And I would also be like, what's up, camera? That can't Joy be the Wallace. main. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I got about three weeks and then it's over. <laughs> oh, we got a Selly, Vinny. We're going to Selly it up. Guess so. Selly it up, my guy. No one cares about 28, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, Vince, you're, you're out of your mid-20s, my guy. 27 is mid-20s. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. After Three, 25, four, five, six, seven, that's of- mid. Yeah. I'm in my late. Uh, I got two years late. Yeah. You get two years early, and the rest is mid. You sure about that? Nah, you that's sure what about I'm that? going by. I'll tell you that. <laughs> What I will say, the next closest game next to, of course, Bears Packers. I mean, we, we got to love that. But the game that I am very excited about, because I, I just want to see this in full effect, prime time Jets Bills Monday night. Opening oh, yeah. Week. Ooh, in New York. Big, big trust in this one. Love it. I think this is going to be a spectacle. Let's go. I think it's going to be a fun one to Especially watch. Especially on Monday night. Maybe a little Manning cast action with Aaron Rodgers going. On 9-11 in New Jersey. Oh, man. Oh, this is just, man. Oh, like, just they know what they're doing. The NFL knows how to paint a very pretty picture. I will say that much. No doubt. Especially being a big year for the Bills. Especially being a big year for the Bills. Like This is a prove-it year for the Bills. They're the going to do it. And I watched yeah. a doc about the Bills. The Jim Kelly Bills. Oh, great, Doc. Great, but fuck if they didn't just fumble the bag. That really oh, sucks. Three or four Super Bowls in a row what, that they lost. Yeah, and what a fan base. And to go through a, I mean, tumultuous is to say the least, the mid to late 2000s, all of the teens until Josh Allen ends up coming. Like, they've had a hard time for a long time. If they can just come out here and show the new aggressor in the division, because obviously it's not the Patriots this year. The Dolphins have a chance to be good if Tua does well, but a lot of people are saying, hey, the Jets' defense was great. Their weapons were good, and they didn't have a quarterback. Now they have a quarterback. If they can come out and be like, fuck you guys, we run this shit, I think that's the best way to go about it to move on to the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, the Bills need a winning year. They need to get over that hump, and they've been epically disappointing. Another team that really needs to get back to the Super Bowl is the Bengals. Uh, who knows if Joe Mixon will come back another one where you're like, dude, what are you doing? And, then, I mean, he was losing time to Samaj P. Ryan last year. Yep. So, so um, much that's going to be some him, though. So much more talented. Oh, Joe Mixon's amazing, but he's always had issues. And then they took that kid out of Illinois who's going to compete for a legitimate starting role, I believe. No doubt. So now looking at this though, quarterback talk, young quarterbacks. Okay, we got we got Bryce Young, Small. little man. He's so little. Vince Did sent you me see a that video? Yeah. Oh, of him playing with the practice squad. First couple snaps. AKA the taxi squad plugging the pod on the pod. But dude, it looked like Make a Wish. <laughs> it looked like oh, looked- they were like oh, Bryce Young gets one snap behind the center, and they're like oh, look at how cute and adorable he Where'd is. Where'd he go? Where'd he goes? He he's hidden. Maybe it'll work out well because no one's gonna know if it's play action or a throw because no one can see him. That's literally my only thought. <laughs> Some people say I'm an NFL quarterback, but many people don't know is just a baby. Yeah, he's a tiny he's, baby. He just looked, he just looked like a little baby. Yeah. I'm sorry though. When you are in. 
these pro days and stuff, and you're there. Height doesn't come in just a little bit. The last quarterback taken that was this little was Baker, and we Baker's been on like five teams now, and he's smaller. And I we've talked we've talked about this a lot. Bryce Young is so talented, and he's so good. And a lot of but, a lot of the argument that he had is that he can he can avoid tackles and avoid getting hurt. He can avoid tackles in the SEC. Good defenses, great, all that. There is a distinct difference, and if it's one to two seconds, that might be high between the NFL and the SEC or any of the NCAA for what it's worth. If he is hey. running around and he gets missed by one guy, every single person on every defense is an elite college player. So you're going to start getting hit, and that's really concerning, especially with a team that lost their only real weapon. Actually, opening both of them. Op- opening night, Atlanta, week one, day yeah. game, at a dome game. I mean, that's going to be interesting for him. At least now, like, there's a thing. Like, you look at C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Stroud, to me, from day one, always seemed to be the guy. I always thought he was going one, but yeah, he's ready to go. What you going to do? I mean, he looks great now. Baltimore, though. (laughs) Ah, Baltimore back. That's not fun. That's not a fun people or person to go against on your first NFL game. No, I mean, there's going to be some there, but he's got the body for it, and yeah. they're clearly they're clearly putting something together there in Texas. So mm-hmm. I, I like what Houston's doing as of yeah. right now, and I believe that they're going to have some some dogs here on this team. I believe D'Amico Ryans may turn it around for them, but time I will like tell. him a lot. I do now. Like a lot. Now looking at this, there's some drama coming out of the AFC right now. Devontae Adams is on record stating that he doesn't like the path of where the offense is going. He's also stated that he's not necessarily sold on playing with Jimmy G and also doesn't want to be known for the quarterbacks that he plays with, but the product he puts on the field. I think that's valid to think that. I is also it reasonable. To it's not re- It isn't reasonable. It isn't. No, no. Cause you say, okay, so Jerry Rice, right? Joe Montana. In my head, Jerry Rice did a lot of other things with a lot of other quarterbacks. But if you think Jerry Rice, I think Joe Montana. That's, I'm sorry. That's all it is. Every good receiver has a quarterback that's with him. I would actually say that before his Patriots stint that Randy Moss was kind of outside of that. Like, Randy Moss was that good? Yeah, but his best season was with Tom Brady. <laughs> Like, what do you want to do? Absolutely. Devon? I mean, him and Culpepper did do some amazing work together. Yeah, that but his no best season was with Tom Brady. It's Tom kind of what Brady. It's, it is what Don't it is. Like, Culpepper himself. was great, but also you'll put him with Culpepper if you think about it. Like, a wide receiver needs to get the ball from somebody. He gets it from well, the quarterback. This is all true. These are all real things. Devontae Adams. Devontae, him and I Aaron Rodgers, dude. It is what it is. He went last year. He was all pro, but he had a down year. Because he didn't have a guy that was like Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball. Because it's a two-way. Well, I mean, he did make Jared Stidham look like a fucking stud some games. And, I mean, he still did put up a lot of yards. Yeah. And he there's no denying his talent. He's a really good receiver. And he will be considered a very good receiver for the rest of his career. Absolutely. But if You can't make the argument that if he has a Hall of Fame or a really good quarterback, he's better off. Yeah. Obviously, he is. Like, you have to. You're a wide receiver. You catch the ball from somebody. It's true. You have to have somebody to get you the ball if you're going to catch the ball, bottom right. line. Now, looking at this, is this his way of kind of trying to force his way out of the Raiders? Because originally he went there to play with his guy, David Carr. Derek. I mean, Derek Carr. <laughs> originally he went there for that. 
right? So he went to play with his guy, and now his guy's gone. I mean, do the Saints try and put a package together to go get Devontae? No, fire head coach. (laughs) In my opinion, Josh McDaniels is a bad head coach. It's been clear. And the argument over the playbook right now has probably more to do with the actual playbook than the people that are doing it. He went to the Raiders outside of Rich Gannon and Ken Snabler. Who else is is playing quarterback there? In fact, Tom Brady is now a part of the ownership group for the Raiders. Bought in official. So I think that makes it pretty official. He's not MJ. He's not playing for him. (laughs) What if Tom Brady drops a fucking bomb this season? He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm coming out of retirement, Jimmy. Is he still under contract with Tampa Bay? Yeah, that's still true. So I don't think he can unless they trade him. No, Even though he he's the either. owner, I don't think he can. I just, <laughs> just, I just want to create some sort of hype around Tom coming back like from the shadows. We're realists, just, Mike. Come on. I would love the it. millennial in me. Yeah. It's the, it's the millennial in me. Bring yeah. Tommy back. Now, with all that you being You bring said, Tom back, and they're still second or third in that division. Yeah, no, it's a very tough division. The AFC so is fucking stacked. The best yeah. quarterbacks in all the football are in the AFC, which is bananas right now. Yeah. I mean, name it's, an dude, NFC quarterback that's worth a shit. Bro, it's been like that since like 2001, though. I'm just Honestly. saying, though. I mean, I'm we just saying that's Rodgers in the NFC to like hang our head on like that's our guy. That's what it is. Yeah. But even so, but it's anymore. like Peyton, Tom Brady. Anybody you name after 1999, you can't. Like even like Elway, like we had we had Aikman and Montana, who are obviously NFC greats. But Amazing. after that, one of the best to ever do it. What'd you get? You know, everybody else that was good was always in the AFC. Well, and then Mahomes Favre, is doing the same thing. Rogers, I mean, that's really all you can. Really Rogers, that's it. It's Who's just fucking excited about Kirk Cousins? You know, no I mean, Jalen Hurts is getting there, but Jalen Hurts is the new. Still a lot of, of work to be done. Dak Still Prescott ain't it. Deck, ain't it? No. No. And if you go down the line, that that that's a thing. The NFC doesn't have like a true face of a quarterback. Jared to Goff. Any t- no. <laughs> no. Derek Carr now part of the Saints. Okay. Eric, I guess. Like, there's nobody, dude. Justin Fields. The NFC this. South get, get is a him, mess. <laughs> NFC South is a shit show. What are we looking at? Like no one's a quarterback. I don't, I don't know what you're gonna do there. That's interesting to me. Um, it's still Baker. Be hardly these- know her. Baker, Baker playing. I mean, going to be in a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask. Oh, tell you, no, you've made it. What a storyline. <laughs> what a story. What, Mike Evans is going to be like, huh? I'm used to playing with little dudes. Yeah. yeah big egos. It's fine. I'll figure it out. But work out. a lot to go on. I mean, hey, we would be uh, we would be f- remiss if we didn't discuss it. Pat McAfee sells his podcast to the evil Demogorgon Disney. Yeah. AKA Espen. Is this quickly? Is this a good thing no. for the brand of the Pat McAfee or a bad thing? No, it's not. I think it's stupid. Um, if you and we, yeah, we discussed this a little bit, but if you can get your bag, you get your bag. Get so. the bag. Like I'm never gonna blame anybody. I'm just yeah. concerned that it gets too corporate. Right? I don't think. I don't think that's good for his brand, though. I think it's good for his pockets. I don't think it's good for his brand. Especially like you, he had freedom to do what he wanted to. 
And I don't know about you, but even even what we're doing currently right now, like I want to be able to say what I want to say because that's the intention behind doing it. Right. I want to say fuck the Packers. On yeah, because they and let, suck okay. and they can lick right. my butthole. I don't and care. I hate them and they stink and they right. suck and we get southern when we get pissed off. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And he's been always like a big thing. Like even when he was with Barstool stuff and he left them, like. He was very much like a. I'm the proponent of what's happening here. I am the the a dog. This is what I'm doing, and people liked him and followed him for doing that. Signed with FanDuel. FanDuel let him do what he wanted to. Disney might do the same thing, but having that umbrella, like you know, they stop people from doing shit. And just don't become PC, Pat. That's my, my only thing. And like my concern too is that not that he's going; they're going to tell him to stop doing stuff. It's that he's going to preemptively avoid doing things, knowing that he was bought out by them. Which I know is a stupid concern because how am I? How are you ever going to be able to measure that? But knowing that, like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm owned by Disney, and they're probably not going to like this very much. I'm not going to do it. I hate that thought process. I hate it. So I don't, and also Disney stop buying everything, dude. Like you guys well, are Disney's chill. Disney's the evil demagogue. I, dude, I like old Disney movies. Those are fun. Disney Love World's them. a cool thing. You know, ESPN right. getting bought by Disney. ESPN's been shit for years, and we know this. Yeah, ESPN's actually in a very difficult thing. Like streaming numbers are down. If they didn't have Scott Van Pelt, down. I wouldn't care. Like it's kind of true. I like Scott yeah. Van Pelt and the live. I'm sports. a Susie Colbert guy. I'm a Susie Colbert guy. Yeah, love her. To this day. Yeah. Susie Colbert. Gotta love her. Oh, fun fact. Here's a fun story for everybody. So what's her name? She Linda Cohen. Yeah. Okay. Fun drunk Mike story. Are, are we ready? <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so many moons ago, and this is about that hockey when the Blackhawks were good. So this was like the second or third title run for Four the Blackhawks. Years. They were playing the Rangers. Yeah, 2015, 2016, right around there. No, maybe 2014. Okay. So at a Hawks game, I am feeling good. I go in line to get a beer right before the second period, before it gets, like, really busy. So I'm standing in line to get a beer. Now, standing next to me, I thought it was hometown legend, Female Bears reporter by the name of Peggy Gazinski. I am fucking toasted. Oh, no. And Drunk Mike talks to everybody. (laughs) That's Peggy Gazinski. You can see a guy on the side of the street. You're like, let me talk to you. Let me tell you about my life. I go up to to her. I I go up next to her. And I'm like, what's up, Peggy? How are you? I give the woman so much credit. She's like, "Um, hey, what's going on? I was like. Oh, you're here for the Hawks game? I mean, that's cool. You usually cover the Bears. I was like, what do you think of the Bears this year? And I was like, what do you think of Tressman? What do you think of this? She's like, Mark Tressman's a really nice guy. I've actually met him a few times. He's great. I'm sure he's nice. And she played it off with grace, all this good stuff. You're not the first one. nice to meet you. She's like, yeah, I got to get on the ice. She's like, so I'll see you soon. She goes, enjoy it. She goes, hopefully your Bears pull it out this year. And I'm hoping uh, the Rangers pull it out tonight. She leaves me with that. And I'm like. She's hoping the Rangers pull it out. Yeah, what? What? She's talking about. what do you mean? So we go back, get back to my seat, drinking my beer. 
And uh, sure as shit, they're like, and we'd like to welcome ESPN anchor Linda Cohen. And I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) She was was a part of the like slap shot thing at the the intermission. Oh, no. And she was like, go Rangers and all this stuff. I was like, that was fucking Linda Cohen. Dude. I there's met Linda circle. Cohen. I hope there's a full off circle. my ass. Again. <laughs> I hope there awesome, is awesome, awesome squirrel story. I know not necessarily about the NFL, but it just totally came to my mind. Oh, no, that's definitely awesome. something yeah. that I believe you viewers need to hear <laughs> and hope you appreciate that one. Now, a team right now that you probably have to be drunk to watch the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a shit show to say the very least, even though we're on a smidge of an upswing. Are maybe. Up? maybe. Maybe. They're still 12 Kinda under. They're still 12 under. Optimistic in the worst division in baseball. Yeah. All right. Let right. me go. Let me go. Vinny stats guy really quick. Let's go. Vinny stats. So Luis Robert, obviously big issue. Didn't run out that ball that he easily could have beaten and he got benched. We saw that. We talked about it. All that stuff. Luis Robert since then is on a tear. Four homers in the last four games. He's been absolutely pimping the ball, just smoking it. Second in batting average at 422. Leads the majors in on-base percentage slugging, on-base plus slugging, hits, homers, runs, extra base hits, and total bases for the year. In the AL, in the month of May, he's third in hits. He's first in runs, home runs, extra base hits, RBIs, OBP, slugging, OPS, BABIP, and ISO. He's on an absolute tear. I love to see it. The biggest thing is the White Sox weren't squaring up balls, and that happened last year. No one hit home runs, and that was the biggest worry. He's tied last year with home runs that he has, and he leads the AL in home runs for the year. So thank you, Luis Robert, for trying. It seems like maybe things are turning around. Maybe. But also, there's there's other people that might be disgruntled. I don't know. Well, and to the point, you know, TA, TA7, Tim Anderson, number seven, has always been one to be like, okay, he does some amazing things, and then he does some things you're like, how in the hell did he fuck that up? But Tim is a glue piece to our team. baby. Right? But he's in a contract year, and nobody really knows if he's coming back. We don't know. This could add some insult to injury. So, Timmy... Came on Sunday, Mother's Day. Say hello to your mother. Say hello to your mother. On first base, talking to his former teammate, Jose Abreu. What came out of his mouth could have been a trifecta of things. It's and we're up trying for to some figure speculation it out. right now. <laughs> so either he says, I hate this pitch clock, I hate this effing place, or I should be at second. Vince, out of those three choices, what are you picking? So the biggest What issue- did Timmy say? The biggest issue with this is, so initially it came out saying that he hates this place because obviously, like the Alec Boehm thing last year, which he confirmed he did say, that's what people are going to jump to because they're like, why does he hate Chicago? Blah, blah, blah. I thought that's what he said initially too, and I was like, oh, fuck me, dude. We are so screwed. We're absolutely screwed if he's already done with this. And then a good buddy, Richie, so many shout-outs on this show. He might as well be part of it. He said, he said, I saw these other ones too, which comes to the pitch clock or I should be at second. If you watch the video and you read those aloud while he's saying it, he could say any of those things. So part of me thinks that maybe we shouldn't look too far into it, 
But the other part of but me then that's again, a little he bit was of, talking to a former teammate. Talking to Abreu, which means right? but also he would say I should be at second, like talking shit to him. Like, oh fuck, I should have got you. What but I'm, it didn't seem like like he was like dejected. He didn't look like he was happy. Well, yeah, but that could be like, I wasn't was, happy like, about the hit or I, I wasn't happy at everything. That's kind of what like where it's at. Because why would he say he hates the pitch clock after a hit? I don't really get that. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Or maybe he's just vo- venting to an old teammate. Yeah, and maybe they're know. just chatting and being boys, whatever it may be. But there's a piece of me that does feel like he said he hates this place. And I don't know. I don't know. It's like I want him to be on the team because he's the consistent guy, especially with Abreu gone. He's the most consistent guy. I feel like he probably said I should be at second, but that's just maybe how wishful. So with all the drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard to be the White Sox. But with all that being said, are the White Sox at the trade deadline buyers or sellers at this stage of the game? If the trade deadline's tomorrow, is this team just getting rid of anybody who's worth his shit? Or are we buyers? We're trying to get some more talent in here to try and make a run in the Central. That's arguably the worst division in baseball. Everybody's saying sellers. We need to be. I don't think we need to be. Oh, I think that right now, based on how the team's built, I think we should sell a couple pieces. Yeah, for sure. I don't think they're going to compete this year. I think this is a retooling instead of a rebuilding. Because if we're going to go on the rebuild route again, we're going to say, hey, we got to rebuild and get all these guys. We did that and it didn't work. And part of me feels like they're playing a little bit better right now. Again, this might be hopeless optimism. But maybe get like Lance Lynn probably cooked for a career right now. That's what it kind of feels like. He's a little too old to think maybe he'll have a jump back. Giolito's playing well. He's on a contract. Tim Anderson's on a contract. But you also have Luis Robert. You, if you have a healthy Eloy, if his freaking body doesn't rupture, then we're okay. So, like, part of me feels like there are pieces that I want to keep, and I don't want to sell the whole team, which is almost kind of how I feel about the Bulls, but I feel like the Bulls should blow it up more. Um, but I think that the Sox should maybe get rid of a couple guys, don't bring anybody in, just, like, get some capital, and then sell the goddamn fucking team is my last idea that's going that's on here. But I don't think that necessarily this roster buildup is just completely screwed. I really don't. I I think they just need to just wipe the slate clean again well, look and at the just twins. restart from the bottom. Yeah, the Twins are the Twins, Vince, and they what have they done? They just beat the shit out of the Cubs, which kind of made me happy because a lot of Cub fans were getting on their fucking yeah. high horse. And it's like, okay, look, you li- you you literally got your asses beat by one of the worst teams out of the AL Central. Oh. You're in the NL Central. Goes to show you. What did the Twins do though? They there. retooled, and they're looking like I a understand. good team. And if the Sox retool and look like a good team, I'm a happy camper. I just don't believe they have the management to do that. Now we will see. They never will, though, right? Yeah, that that's where I'm at. It's just like, like what's gonna, you, what's you the have, difference? What difference? You is had one be of the top rated farm systems in all of baseball at one point. Now it's like dead last. I feel as if you need to get rid of some pieces to kind of start rebuilding that cycle. Maybe get some guys in here that are just kind of means to ends. Yeah, the Yasmani Grandal deal was like arguably going to go down as one of the worst free agent deals in history. Not when you still have. Oh, I'm free agent. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. So, you know, the White Sox right now, there there may be a chance we could get on a run here. The team needs to buy in. I just want uh, them Eloy. to keep I want them to keep 
the Luis Roberts and the Dylan Ceases and the Garrett Crochets. Like I want sure. them to keep, keep those guys. Keep the key core pieces, and I, I think you should get what you can for Timmy. You should get what you can for Giolito. I don't necessarily feel as if a lot of these guys have places on this roster anymore. Yasmani is nothing more than a glorified. He's the DH worst defensive anymore. catcher in, in the MLB. So you can't. I mean, next that. to potentially Wilson Contreras. Yeah, what the hell is that? That's up for debate. <laughs> that's another conversation. But that's up for debate. You know, it, it's going to be a long year paying attention to this team. And we just hope for a break in the action. And maybe they go on a run here in mid June. It'd be nice to see. But at this stage of the game, as a fan base, we are not that optimistic just due to our large ownership base of just, you know, selling hot dogs and $19 beer. Night. Coming in second. Let's go. Uh, but we will see many moons to track here with this White Sox team. Uh, yeah, I, I just wish we could figure out how to be the Tampa Bay race. That's all I'm saying. That's what Reinsdorf wants as well, because he's that's what he's looking at. How do I make it as cheap as possible? There's only one good. Tampa Bay Rays, and we are not it, guys. And we need it to function like. Because also, how many World Series of the Tampa Bay Rays won? None. Exactly. So what are you even looking forward to there when they can't? Hey, we got one in 20. We don't need to hear about it, right? That's what I'm talking about. I guess so. So next week, we are going to save the what was Aaron Judge looking at in the dugout talk. And then in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us once again. We will be back next week as always. If you haven't shaved your fotch with the Henson shaving, what what are we doing? What are you waiting for? Pull the trigger. The taxi squad. Get some free blades. The taxi squad. Get get 100 free blades. You probably won't have to buy blades again for like another year. Just saying. And then also, if your grandfather needs a shave, maybe you could hook a fellow up, right? Grandpa's probably still shaving today. Yeah. He probably taught you how to shave, right? And what better to listen to than us, huh? Right. And and so you could shave with your grandpa. Don't be nasty. And you could (laughs) listen... To the Taxi Squad podcast together. Now it's a family event. And if you haven't figured it out yet, right, while you're in that process of shaving, just follow the podcast. Maybe share it to a friend or two. And then not only that, okay, rate it. Five Five stars. stars. Many stars as possible, to be honest, because 10, 20, 50, 100, fuck it. One of these days, we're hoping to be stars. So with all that being said, We will see you next week. Be good, people. Peace.